All Sagar Meats, not only can you find them in their original location of Audubon, Minnesota, but now open South Veterans Boulevard right here at Fargo. Go on down, tell them Afternoons Live sent you. But he always sends us out also to New Salem, North Dakota, where we visit with our friend Spencer Worth, the meat dude, as you call him. Spencer, welcome back. It's already Thursday afternoon. Yeah, I, I'm glad to be here. Are you sure? Uh, Hello, McFly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying something else. I was, nope. I was pausing for effect, but no, we're good. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you're, you're glad ready, to be here. You ready to get some uh, answers out from where you are right now? Because I've got people that had sent in uh, questions like an hour ago to 35270. Uh, Tyler Quest for the meat, dude. What strategies do you use to minimize waste when processing meat? Uh, strategies. Um, that's, that's, that's interesting phrase of a question. Uh, you know, it's, it really comes down to, there's so many variables with, with what product goes into, let's say the grinder. And I think that's the biggest variable that there is when, when processing whole carcasses, um, because, most consumers want prime grade steaks and 90% lean ground beef, which hopefully over the five years of us doing this, uh, you might understand that that's very difficult to do because in order to get a prime steak, those animals need to be uh, very fat. Okay, and so the biggest waste that's associated with whole carcass processing is is fat, um, whether you have a market for it, whether you're able to retail it or whether you as the end consumer have uh, something to do with it, fat is your biggest waste. Um, anything past that, you know, is bone. Another thing is, you know, finding a source as, as a retailer. Soup bones are a super popular thing. Marrow bones are, are becoming really, really popular, like the boat style marrow bones that you can just scoop the marrow and eat it out once it's cooked. Um, so I think on like a general large-scale limiting waste, uh, finding a source for the fat, finding a source for the bones. Uh, you see a lot of shops do like smoked dog bones or dog treats or something along those lines um, to try to limit the waste. But on the other side of things, like our plant here, um, any fat or bone, um, gut, Anything that doesn't go in human consumption goes to a rendering company that turns it into dog food or turns it into, uh, you know, they'll they'll cook it in super hot ovens and pull the pull the oils out of it. And uh, so I, I would say most meat processing plants, if you're looking at the large scale term of waste, mm -hmm. um, there isn't much waste whatsoever. It's just end consumer waste versus big picture waste yeah. so clean your plates clear them is what i just heard that's where most of the waste is happening when it comes to your meat uh others pouring in to three five two seven zero this spence worth the meat dude here on after he's live uh tyler ask the meat dude if uh, okay do you have your calculator you have a pen paper handy yep okay you are very believable ready here's the question if my sides <laughs> if my sides run from 350 the 400 pounds, and I want a 10-pound prime rib roll, how many one-inch rib steaks would that leave? Um, I'd say 12. 
We're talking a whole. Are we talking a half or a whole? What well, I said, if my sides run from three fifty to four hundred pounds, and I want a ten pound rib roll, uh, how many one inch rib steaks would that leave? Yeah. So if we're talking a whole carcass, one rib roll off of one side that weighs three hundred seventy five pounds is going to be about ten pounds, uh, maybe eleven. Um, and so then we're talking the other rib loin on the other side of the beef because there's two rib loins per whole beef, uh, and cut one-inch steaks, that size of carcass, about 12. Okay. I believe okay. every word he just said. I had nothing to add. I was going to give. I was gonna go along with whatever your answer was. Well, of course well, you were. What else are you going to say? Because you're the expert. <laughs> that's why we call on you, and we'll find out. Because this seems like a got you question. I wonder if this is genuine or if, in fact, there was another butcher listening. Uh, but we'll it see. If sure, it sure seems like a gotcha question. I know. So I hope we hear back. I, I hope that person texts back. Say, "Yep, that's what my calculations add up to." Also, three five two seven zero. I'm Tyler Axis visiting with Spencer with the meat dude. Tyler, uh, question for the meat dude: I have a hankering for a steak, but don't have my grill unpacked from winter yet. What is your best recipe for a reverse seared steak? Example: baked in the oven at what temp, and for how long before you sear it on a cast iron? Thanks. Um, three twenty-five. Depending on how thick that steak is, ain't gonna take long. Ten minutes. I'm not good with I'm not good with times because I just use a thermometer for uh -huh. really everything that I do. So it's I, I never pay attention to time. I just pay attention to how it looks, and then what the mm -hmm. thermometer is reading. I uh, so 325 for 10 minutes. Uh, 325 for 10 minutes on a three-quarter inch steak, you know, might get you to that 100 and, uh, 120 is really when you want to pull it out, uh, 120 internal temperature, and then sear it on the stovetop in a cast iron pan uh, for not long, just so essentially you get a crust and you get a nice uh, sear color going on. And then by that time, hopefully you're still within the 135 to 140 range and let it rest for 10 minutes on the counter uncovered. And it should be a really well-prepared steak. Hold up. Why uncovered? I've been doing the tinfoil covering to when I'm having the rest. Why Why am I doing it wrong if I cover it with tinfoil? I'm not going to say you're doing it wrong, Tyler, but... Thank you, um, No problem. Uh so if if you're pulling it off the grill when it's already at your desired temperature, mm -hmm. you don't want a cover over it because all that cover is going to do is trap the humidity and it's going to continue to cook. Now, even uncovered, there's enough heat energy in that steak that it's going to continue to cook a little bit, but not as much as if you had it covered. Um, so if that steak you're pulling off when it is already at your desired temperature, you want to leave it uncovered and just let it rest. Um, and you okay. hope that it only raises, you know, five degrees or so. But if you're pulling it off at like 125 because you've got a nice sear and the steak just looks perfect, then I would maybe tent it with tinfoil because I'd want it to raise 10 to 15 degrees before I cut into it. Very good. Now I have a better understanding, my friend. More questions coming. In fact, I want to do the repeat or the, the follow-up, not the repeat of uh, the individual, but the, the 350, 400-pound sides. 
That was not a gotcha. I just wanted to know. So the prime rib roll will take all the rib steaks on that half. Thanks, they said. Pretty pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, if, if you want a, a 10-pound prime rib, it's pretty much a whole rib loin off, off of a 375-pound half. All right, another oh, question comes yep. on in. Tell a question for the meat dude. Uh, can you ask him about buffalo? What's the good cuts to get? And any difference in the cooking? Thanks. Uh, bison is pretty similar to beef, except the fact that they just don't have the intramuscular marbling like beef does. Uh, so your, you know, New York strip steaks or strip steaks, your ribeyes, your sirloins, um, those are all good options. It's you know the 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 middle meats that are good on any animal are are good on bison. Um, they're, like I was saying, they're very lean compared to beef. So cooking wise, um, you just got to really, really monitor your temperatures. So you're not overcooking and drying it out. You might need to use a little more oil, uh, while you're cooking the steaks and a little more butter than you normally do with your beef, just because there's not as much available fat that's sure. rendering out while you're cooking it. Do you, you use a specific type of oil? Like, is there an you know, olive canola? I mean, what what uh, what oil are you going with? That's a question for my wife. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever she I think buys. We use, okay. I think we use. Yeah, I think I think we've been using avocado oil. Yeah, that's the craze these days. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Every oil, you know, has a different smoke temp, mm-hmm. and um, so I think you know some have pros and cons, and. Um, but I think olive oil and avocado oil are the two that we have on hand. Yeah, I think much all the time. I think the last one uh, that I that I pulled out of the cupboard that certainly she bought. Uh, so I just trust her as well. And that I think it was olive. So anyway, I, whatever oil do you use? Three five two seven zero. You an avocado guy? Yeah. Well, you got to be really careful with olive oil because extra virgin olive oil has a really low smoke point, so oh. it will smoke really low at low temperatures. But just regular cold pressed olive oil has a really high smoke point so you can use that for searing and, and high heat applications. i have absolutely no idea but i know at times there was smoke present and i'm not saying it was the oil it could have been me not paying attention but all right uh one final question for you and i'll just ask it as it comes in spencer meat dude ever eat horse i, I haven't no uh, and I would, I would tell you, and, and honestly, so I, I grew up with horses. I, I've had a horse since I was like 10 years old. I, I mean, horses are my jam, but I'm also a butcher. And if the, if it ever presents myself to eat horse, I will definitely give it a try. Um, but I never have never had the opportunity. I thought for sure you'd say if I was presented the opportunity because I've had a horse since I was 10 years old, you'd say I would absolutely refuse that was a curveball on me to end this nope. segment. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yep. Very good. Uh, my man, anything else uh, that you want to get on before I let you go? Uh, I don't think so. This is fun as always. As always. Well, I tell you what, if you want to have more fun, we'll uh, book it again for this time next Thursday, all right? Sounds great. All right. You take care. Until then, my man, Spencer Ward is the meat dude every week. This conversation brought to you by Alls Auger Meats. You can find them on veterans boulevard now new and open right here in fargo and of course if you are heading out to the lakes area right on highway 10 
You stop on Main Drag in Audubon, Minnesota. And, of course, if you do that because you heard about them here, you tell them that Afternoons Live sent you. Tyler Avocado Oil has a high smoke point as well. Another question came, and I'll tell you what, I'll try to save that for uh, next week as well. Every Thursday at this time, we have that conversation.